Welcome to the Average Sports Club. I'm Gethin Jones. And I am OJ Borge still. This is the Average Sports Club. It's all about being average. We don't want any winners. We don't want any gloaters. We don't want any trophies no. on this podcast. It's about making you feel better about being average. Yeah, exactly that. So we've got more of your entries into the Average Hall of Shame, so please keep those coming in. We'll have another niche sport. Of the week. Please be welcomed to the Average Sports Club. No trophies. No trophies. No winning. Geth, I want to start this with uh, an admission, an admission for you. You know, you said no trophies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I won something. Mm. Okay. I look at it, look at it. It's the one thing I've won. It was the second attempt at it. This time I wasn't dressed as Princess Leia because the first time I attempted (laughs) to win it, I went really stupidly dressed as Princess Leia. I can't imagine there's a more ugly Princess Leia well, than you well, dressed it, as Princess Leia. It was a TV show that I went dressed as Princess Leia where I had it in my bag because I was going to a stag do, my brother's stag do, and I was going to dress him as Princess Leia. And it just so happened that I still had the outfit. And I said to the producers, shall I wear this to laugh? And they said, yeah. Gave me the coral lipstick, dressed as Princess Leia. Not the gold bikini, by the way, the more classy white dress. Uh, and the presenter of said show, I think I flashed in my pants, mm. Sharon Stone style halfway through. Anyway, my second attempt at it. Yeah. I went. So it's not. This is not a fancy dress trophy. No, it's actually a quiz show. Wait, you haven't brought a trophy <clears> in with you? Oh, yeah. I said specifically no trophies. It's the only trophy on the I've got. Average sports club. It's the only trophy I've got. Um, I would like you to read that though, please. Just read that. What oh is that? my God! Come is his celebrity mastermind trophy? Look at that bad boy. Oh my God! Is it a trophy? Is it a doorstop? Who knows? It is clear. It says Celebrity Mastermind on it. There's a picture of the black chair. That is my trophy. I've moved some of the kids' photos at home. That's not a joke I actually have to put my trophy in pride of place. Yeah, why not, eh? Mm. If you've got it. Okay, well, congratulations. Thank you. Well done. What's ha- average about it? Well, there's nothing out. Well, it is. I tell you what's average about it. Go on. Is everyone else was really sh- Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Because the people there were lovely. Let's just say they didn't have the best of rounds themselves. <laughs> yeah, and in the specialist subject. The specialist subjects didn't go particularly well for a couple of people who were on the show. Lovely though they were. And it just, it's pressurised. You've been on Celebrity I'll Masterminds. I'll balance this out by telling you that I'm average. I came third. I was winning after my specialist subject. Which was? Welsh rugby. You're not, you can't surely choose Welsh rugby as a subject. Tell me why I can't. Because you work in it, you're around it. Some of your best friends okay. are Welsh rugby players. Ask me a question about Welsh rugby. Okay. And not is Rob Wainwright, the ex-Scotland captain. Yeah, I, I did get that wrong earlier on. Sorry to Rob Wainwright about that. Give me a question on Welsh rugby. Uh, okay, here's a question on Welsh rugby. Who has the most caps of all Welsh rugby players of all time? Don't know. So there you go. See, that's how average <laughs> I am. Uh, so I'm bringing it down to your level uh, of the average sports club. Who else is on your episode? Uh, oh, 
Oh, no, I tell you why. I came third in the end. So I was winning after my specialist yeah. subject. I came third. I kid you not, I had two questions on the Bible. Okay. But I learned the Bible in the Welsh language. So, so I didn't have a clue it's the what's same going thing. On. Well, no, because the names are different. No, they're not. Yeah, like John. What's, what's Jesus called in Welsh? Uh, yes, he greased. Yes, he greased. Yeah. So you'd have like John would be like Johan. Like, so how does that change work, the question? Because you have to work it all. All the terminology is different. Hey, Mate, hey, Geth, hey, Geth, what's mm. John in Welsh? Johan. Oh, there you go. You just worked it yeah, out. But well that done. wasn't the bloody question. <laughs> it, it's mastermind, not OG's <laughs> average quiz. It's average pub quiz. Um, so the first time I did it, I came third as well, like you. And I wasn't winning after the, my, my specialist Ooh, subject. Oh, so round. this is an omen. If I go on, I could get a trophy. You could do if you, if you say yes to the second isn't time. It? Do, you know where it, do you know where Mastermind the show comes from? The producer was a guy called, I think his name was Bill Wright. And he was a tail gunner for the RAF in the Second World War. He was shot down over Bill Germany. Wright. <laughs> That's about right, isn't it? Um, he and he was shot down. He was captured by the Gestapo, and they sat him in a chair under a spotlight and they asked him his name, his rank, and his is it service number? That's the third question they would ask you in this situation. So name, rank, service number. And they kept asking him and not, asking him. And is asking it him. waterborne? Does it involve a horse? No, and they're not the questions. Could you imagine? He would be able to answer those. Does it have? Does it have a specialist uh, equipment? So he then used that as the pressurized situation. That's why when they say name occupation, especially subjects, it, it recreates how you were, you were interviewed and interrogated right. by the Gestapo. Didn't know that. So the second time I went on did well. First time, Simon Rimmer won it, the travel guy. Yeah. And as I'm sat there having a glass of wine before it started, he was in his dressing room doing flashcards. I mean, that's not average. That it was, you know, he was had his family like testing him. Simon Rimmer, that's not right, is it? No, he's the chef. Simon Calder. Yeah. Simon Calder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, couldn't I see him every week and I can remember his name now, so bad it was. <laughs> yeah. What was his specialist subject? His specialist subject was, I don't know. Hang on, what was your specialist subject? Oh my God, I know what it was. Go on, tell everyone what the it was. The first time, Star Wars. That's yeah, why I was dressed yeah, as Princess yeah. Leia. Second time. Uh, was Wayne's World. Amazing. I go for the real high end. But you went as yourself. I went as Although myself. Although with your clothes, it could have been either of them. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly. So go on, what was, what was the last trophy that you had? I can't remember the last trophy I had, but I've got a really bad trophy experience. Go on. Did you give one out? Have you been the award uh, of a trophy? No, we used to play five a side. And um, we, after about 70 years, we won a league, which finished every eight weeks. So <laughs> yeah. basically someone doesn't turn up and you win the league and I had to take the trophy to them. I feel this is rude. It is a bit rude. I'm scared to tell it. Okay. Can I guess? Uh, I don't know if that's going to help. <laughs> is there a way of telling it which is family friendly? Come on, you work on day, you work on daytime TV. You must be great at this. So go on, let's let's imagine it's okay. It's quarter past ten in the morning. Yeah, we've got a lovely audience of people watching. I would not tell this story then. There must be a way of telling the story. You've got to tell the story to a daytime TV audience. So I take the trophies home. They're in a box at the end of my bed. Okay. Me and my girlfriend at the time go out. Okay. Have a few drinks. Okay. Quite a few drinks. Come back in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Wake up in the morning. Okay. It's 10.15 in the morning, remember, right now. You're telling a daytime TV audience. The, the trophies are soaking wet. Oh. Had you dropped maybe a glass of juice on them or something? No. Okay. No. Why were the trophies wet, Gethin Jones? <sighs> One of us had got up in the middle of the night and for some reason thought the cardboard box was the toilet. <laughs> so, as a gentleman, I'm not going to say which one of us... <laughs> Did you hand the trophies out still afterwards? Yes. <laughs> Did you wipe them down first? Yes. <laughs> were they golden trophies? Yes. They were afterwards. <laughs> it's a weird decision you have to make between, will they remember, do I throw them out or do I give them out and they'll never know? 
Oh, what was the name of the football team we were allowed no to stay? Do they know the story? No. Oh. I don't know if it's that bad, but it was like... Oh, I don't know. Somebody pissing all over the trophy I've just been awarded is not how I want to celebrate so it. So, see, ever since then I've been scarred and I've not competed at the highest level just in case I won a trophy. Yeah. Just going to uh, move my trophy off the table in case <laughs> something happens. <laughs> right. Not drink a lot of water, have you? <laughs> no, no, I'll take it easy on the team. Yeah. My, my, my sister-in-law has actually dropped this, you know. This has been dropped. It looks it, uh, robust, though. It does. Should we drop it again see what happens? Go on, then. I, do you dare me? Go on, oh, God, do it. No. What if it breaks? This is my only trophy. Yeah, only. You just dropped your water. On I the floor. did. It's okay! It didn't break. It's pretty solid. It is the pretty floor's solid. not very good, now, though. Yeah, uh, lovely. There's trophy chat, then, in an yeah. average way. Mm. Um, get in touch with us. Hello at averagesportsclub.com. Sports Club Pod on the socials. Coming up after this short break, we'll be opening up the average mailbag to read out your entries into the average hall of shame. And we shall dial up a guest. Or maybe they'll, don't you put anything on my trophy. Thank you very much, Gethin Jones. He was trying to pour his water on. Who knows what's in his mouth? Just mug. on the way to the toilet. <laughs> we'll be dialing up a guest for our niche sport of the week. And, peer, and feel free to play along. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
one of the lads is my girlfriend's niece's husband, right? So I was playing with this new lad, so I was sort of keen to make a decent impression and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, got there nice and early on time, which is a rarity for me. Sort of got onto the pitch and, you know, that that's an awkward bit just before you kick off where you, like, try and do a few kick-ups and all that shit. I was like trying to few, even trying to do a few good touches there, um, and yeah, I think yeah, I remember him asking me like, "What you play to a decent standard or whatever?" And I was like, "Yeah, well, I did." And the answer to that question is, I did used to play at a decent standard when I was about fucking fourteen, but I'm now thirty-four, and like, you know, my touch has gone and my fitness has gone even worse than that. So I think I usually say like, "Well, I'm usually I'm usually all right for about five minutes of playing football, and then I'm just like wheezing like an old man." Um, but on this particular night, it wasn't just my fitness that failed me, it was my f- leg, and it was just a completely nothing tackle. Uh, well, it wasn't even a tackle, I was just sort of tracking this player back uh, who was like running towards the goal, and he changed direction. I went to change direction, and just my foot just planted in the ground, and all of my body weight went in the other direction. So I heard it, I felt it snap, I heard it snap, I immediately knew, like, oh, that, I've broke my leg there. Looked down at my foot, and my foot was just <laughs> pointed in, like, a complete 90-degree angle to my to my ankle, or to my leg. And I think my girlfriend described it as, my leg was in height and my foot was in New Brighton. So I think I sort of said to the lads, like, yeah, I broke my leg here, and they thought I was, like, t- taking the piss or something, and then various people, like, came oh. over and then just, like, reacted oh. with immediate disgusted horror at the sight of my foot. And my only other sort of main lasting memory from it all was I was in, like, this bit of a drug-induced haze coming out the back of the ambulance, so everything felt, like, a bit trippy. And I just remember, like... Loads of different people, like, swimming in and out of view, all reacting with varying degrees of horror to the sight of my disfigured... In fact, I remember hearing the paramedic say, when he was radioing the call in in the ambulance, uh, he described my leg as uh, grossly disfigured. Um, So that made Christmas lovely. (laughs) That was was almost (laughs) fascio there, wasn't it? Which was nice. Matt. Matt, our producer, was showing us pictures of the injury look as he was talking. Oh, and I take, turn it off the screens. I can't look at that. I honestly can't look at that. The one before on the actual no. pitch where he's, he's got his he like foot a joke leg. rested over the football and his mate is just holding it so proudly like because he knows it's going to be a story for is future it, podcast episodes. Is it still there? <laughs> it's the one on the pitch now. And look, you know, because he was invited by a family member, he's obviously bought some new boots, bless him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I can't... I, I thought his swim was too much, but I think it's fine. No. I think it's fine when, in this instance when, well, you when, he, when he When he said... Well, I mean, because he really lent into that story. There was excitement, there was depth, there was emotion. As a, as a told story, it was wonderful. Um... But the fact that his foot, one foot was in Heighton and his, his leg was in New Brighton, I think was the phrase. Yeah. I mean, you say the uh, word f- feel free. It's, it, it's, are you, you're going to have to see it on our socials if you can. I mean, a lot of people no. are screaming. I'm not great with this kind of stuff. But you're staring at it. Yeah. I just can't quite believe it. It's not actually that. No. It's now a bit numb to me. It's not painful anymore to, because it doesn't look real now. Are you desensitized to it? Yeah. So here's the thing. You know, you know when you're watching sport on TV and somebody gets injured and their leg goes and they show it in super slow motion yeah. of the kneecap, you know, yeah. sort of disintegrating. I cannot watch that. 
I can't, and I, I really struggle with it, and I'm struggling with this right now. I was going to tell you a story about how I played um, football once with Zinedine Zidane and oh, really? Louis Figo at UNICEF. But you know it what? Seem right Do you that. know what? If I had an elephant, you'd have a better front, wouldn't you? <laughs> Keep your <laughs> messages coming, your stories for the average Hall of Shame. No, no, it's, tell me about Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> it's fair to say Sam is without doubt. I mean, it's not, is that average? Can you make the average Hall of Shame injury Hall of Shame? I mean, that, I mean, I'm still, is it still there? No. Oh, thank it's God worse now. It's picturing <laughs> you and me. <laughs> I'm really struggling with that. I'm yeah. really struggling with that whole he's thing. He's in. He's in just because he's a great storyteller. And Mike, I hope he's all right now. I mean, he must have a scar. If we had t shirts, if I'd actually got around to ordering the t shirts, Sam, right now, would say, I would send you one. You would have one. You wouldn't have to pay for it. We'd even cover the postage and packing. Tell us your average Hall of Shame story. Hello at averagesportsclub.com, sports club pod. On socials. Mate, I'm traumatised. So anyway, me and Zizi. Let's say hello to our mystery guest, who's Ooh. bringing the niche sport of the week this Ready. week. Ready for it. Mike's on the line. Hello, Mike. Hi there. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Who you got with you there, Mike? Um, our friend. I'm Charlie. I help run the company. Oh, oh it's a okay. company. Thank you. She's so been company. here two seconds and she's given it away. Mike's having like Mike's giving her the nudge. <laughs> yeah. Don't give it away. <laughs> Mike's got an accent going on there. We won't have any wink wink though, so all <laughs> oh, right. Uh, Mike, where in the world are you? Uh Bristol. Bristol. What's your accent, Mike? Um uh, sort of a mixture between uh, Central Africa, South Africa and UK. So okay. Wow, that's covering a lot of Travelled. Do you like rugby, Mike? Ah, uh, yes. How do you feel about Callum Sheedy signing for Bristol to Cardiff next year? You're number 10. <laughs> I think I'm a little old for that, but okay. uh, in my youth I played rugby, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Just wondered. Yeah. Big news this week. It is big news. Yeah. Um, let me ask you some of our usual standard opening questions. Does your sport involve a horse? Definitely not. No horse. No horse. Is there a chance of death? Uh yeah, I suppose so. Mm -hmm. Suppose so. He's not confident with yeah. that one. Waterborne. Is there water involved? Uh, no. No water. Special equipment. Uh, definitely. Okay. Oh. No oh. horse. No water. Risk of death. Yes. Some special equipment. Mike, I already like you. You're not a yes/no man. You, you're very distinct. We know this definitely. You know, some people say yes or no. Yeah. But, and then they're not sure. No. But he's not sure about the death thing. Yeah. Special equipment. Do you wear it? Is it protective equipment or is it aggressive equipment? Uh, probably protective would be the closest. Uh... Protective. Mm. I like the difference between protective and aggressive equipment. I've never thought about that. I'm going no. to change to a special aggressive equipment as my opening gambit. Okay, question. fine. I'm happy like with that. that. Protective yeah. equipment. And is that the whole body, Mike? Uh, yes. Um, whole body. A helmet. Do you wear a helmet? No. No helmet. I wouldn't either with hair like that. It's, yeah. That's a, you've got a great hair. <laughs> well, I'm 76, so lucky I've got hair. Are you left, 76? So. That's, that's oh, how long have you been involved hair. in the sport in your 76 years? Uh, about 57 years. Oh, okay. my God. I'm going to use my maths here. That's, he was 19 when he started. Very good. Very good. Could have been 29. When he started the company that we know mm. about, thanks to the assistant. Does giving the, it away in the first 20 yeah. seconds. Does the company, is the company involved with the sport? Uh, definitely. Oh, are, okay. you, um, are you loaded? Am, am I loaded? Yeah. No, I wish I was. Mm. No, no money in it now. Ask Gethin the same question. Go on. No. Gethin, are you loaded? <laughs> um, in love, OJ. Yeah. In love. Yeah. 
Right, so company. That's, why have you got company? This is interesting. Mm. Do, do you still do the sport, Mike? At seventy-six. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. And um, does it become harder as you get older? As in, is it really physical or is it a mental game? It's physical, so definitely harder as I get older. Oh my god! Have you ever injured yourself? What what injuries have you picked up with this sport, Mike, over the years? Oh, a fractured four vertebra when I was twenty-two. A fractured what? <laughs> a fractured what? Are you, fra- are you fractured for? Oh my god! He fractured his back. <laughs> you fractured your back. Yeah. Okay. Do, was it a fall that happened? Uh, yes and no. Yes, uh, no. yes and no. How do you not fall if you fractured your back? <laughs> Bounce back up. How? Yeah. How many people <laughs> are involved in each round of the sport? So is it teams? Uh, minimum of three. Minimum of three. Okay. Minimum of three. three. In the in the bout or on a team? Uh, sometimes use a belt, but mostly not. Use it. Use it. Is it combat? No. Oh. Use a belt. Yep. <laughs> use a belt. Use a belt. Minimum three. Use a belt. It's not kabaddi with a belt, is it? No. Sometimes, sometimes a belt. Sometimes a belt. So, is the belt used as your aggressive equipment or defense equipment, or are you just wearing a belt? Defensive equipment. Okay, you'd wear a belt as defensive equipment. Why would you wear a belt as defensive equipment? It must be quite a big belt. Very more big pro- belt. More protective than defensive, so yes. Oh, belt, does it have like a cup on it to de- defend the, you know, <laughs> indefendable? Uh, the little mics. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a belt. It's just a conventional belt. Uh, Is it about like no, this? Don't know why I'm wearing mics. Slightly wider than a conventional belt, yes. Like Probably cabin. about, uh, oh, uh, Two and a half inches. Two and a half inches. Okay. Mm, two and a half inch belt. Three people no in the No horses. No Nothing horses. to do with cowboys. He's fractured his back. Yep. He's fractured his back. Minimum three. You've got a company doing this. I feel like it's one of those indoor things that you're like, yeah. you know, the, the axe and trampoline stuff you do indoor. Yeah. Is it mainly indoor sport? Uh, both. Okay. okay. So, so how do you win? Do you have to best your opponent or do you need to score a point? How, how, do, you, how do you win in this game? Uh... It's not a win, it's more of a display. A display. It's the belt's defensive. Is it some sort of martial art? No. Is it uh, some sort of reenactment? No. Is it some sort do you does it involve a whip? Uh no. Okay. I'm not sure what sport I'm not sure what sport has a whip, but I just to, thought for some reason he could have been right? Indiana Jones. Do you want to get Mike's number or something? Yeah. You're right. Well <laughs> not now I know he's not loaded. He's going down a path. <laughs> Now you know the size of his belt. <laughs> Two and a half inches, eh? <laughs> Protective. Um, Mike, I think we might need a we might need a hint here. We're we're flailing around in the dark. We know there's three of you. You know you've got a two and a half inch this, we're belt. We're struggling on. with this one. Yeah, give us a clue. There's a minimum of three. There could be more. We sometimes go up to five or six people at the same time. Oh, does it involve conkers? Uh, no. no. So five or six? Five or six people could Might be. Just, we edit the um, thing. Oh, God. I have I have pres- done uh, the activity with uh, some of your compatriots, Gavin, when, uh, from Blue Peter yes, a few years ago. I think when you were still a member of Blue Peter. Okay. Is it airborne? It is indeed. Yeah. Hang on. Now you've, oh now you've said a Blue Peter God. thing. Oh, Does it involve... Wait, hang no. on. Stop it, because this is what you do. You then take over and pretend it's your idea. No, but no, no, no. Can, can you cut his mic for two minutes? Please? I know. Oh, well, cut, cut his mic. Thank unreal. you. Unreal. Me and now, you that, now, Mike. That was quite a big clue, so. 
Yeah. Um, do you, you you fly, but do you you don't actually fly the plane? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, Mike yeah, flies the plane. You got to talk about his compatriot. There's no plane. No There's plane no plane. Involved, no plane involved. Oh, so it's not wing walking sure, yeah. then? No, it's you. Are you jumping out of planes? No, no, nothing to do with the plane. Nothing. Oh, to hang on a second. I thought it was wing walking. I th I was smug. I thought I got it. Um, airborne, airborne, but not in planes. Not in planes. So, and when helicopter does it involve three. a helicopter? Is it, is it like you're not? No, no. You're, you're not like gliding. No, but it's no. not. It's not. You're coming down together like you parachute jumping. No, no. And you, you. It, it, it is a team activity. It's but, actually more horizontal traveling than it is up and down. Horizontal traveling, so it's not. So... Just a bit of both. You're not. You're not. You're not. Hang shot, on. Hang on. Shot out you... of a cannon, are you? That's what I was going to say. Are you being fired out of a cannon? Uh, no. You're tra you're a trapeze artist, Mike. Indeed, I am. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck. So, so that's how you broke your back. You fell off a trapeze. Uh, well, it was a long time ago. It's 1973. And we were in a circus and in the middle of our act, they wound the tent down a metre. So I splotted on the ground from about 10 metres up. So. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. How did you end up as a trapeze artist, Mike? I was a dancer in Cape Town and I met somebody who was going out with one of the boys in the ballet company and he taught flying trapeze. So. And, and 76, you've never thought, probably give it a rest now? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, my challenge has always been... Uh, how long can I keep doing this? This well, is incredible. Will let me, I still will. Obviously, the uh, technical uh, versatility sort of drops away a little bit, but um, there we go. So hopefully the thing about uh, working with your, I think it was yeah. Andy. Yeah, and... Andy Leary, yeah. I remember now you said that, yeah, because we all had a little bit of a go and I was just blown away by it. And I'm, I must admit, <laughs> it petrified me. And um, we had a little go. We, 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 were, we were out at uh, the mill in somewhere, and I think you might have had a go there. So yeah. I was rubbish at it. I, I was, and I was, because, yeah, because you were doing this kind of thing where you were hanging off your back or on your legs and then catching us, basically. And we were he just was catching you. Like, catching Andy, much, not me. Yeah. yeah. I've done both. I've done been catching and flying. So in, in my time as an aerialist. So, yeah. Where, where do you mainly perform? Um, at the moment, the main time I perform is at Glastonbury in the Big Top. That's sort of like uh, so. Do you do you do? Because I went to Glastonbury as eleven year old. My mum snuck me in on the back seat of her Allegro under some Parkers. Do you do? <laughs> so car. this would this great car, great car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although uh, the back window got smashed and my clarinet got stolen out of it once. Oh, so much it, fun, eh? yes. That's the gig. Did you steal it? Um, so yeah, but no, I went in whatever year it would have been. It would have been nineteen ninety. Would you have been there in nineteen ninety, Mike, teaching people? Because I did have a go then. I don't think so. I think I've been going to Glastonbury. Oh, 1990, I think it was just yeah. before I just before I started going to Glastonbury. I think I've been going to Glastonbury for about 25 years. So. That's all right, Mike. He gets jealous when I have history with the guests and yeah. he doesn't. I, he I, I, I try and get one. Mike, have you ever drunk tree? in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it's you brilliant. Welcome it... to come and have a go in Bristol anytime you're around Bristol. Oh, I'd love to. We normally put the rig up outdoors uh, uh, from about uh, middle of March, so as soon as the weather gets good. I've probably seen it, to be fair. Tell us about your company. Tell us about your website. Tell us how people can get involved. Uh, certainly. Um, I'll, I'll pass you over to Charlie. He does, that's why Charlie's here. She I knew Charlie would have yeah, the info. She's got, she's Charlie, got who gave it away from the very beginning. 
Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because we got it so quickly after she said the word company. Yeah, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Charlie, uh, tell us about the company, uh, the website. How do we get involved? Uh, it's called Above and Beyond Aerial Theatre, and the website is www.aboveandbeyondaerial.co.uk. Super. And we do flying trapeze classes every Sunday all summer at Bristol, in Bristol. And you can get all the details on the website. And Charlie, are you? Do you aerially perform? Are you thrown around? I am. I'm not that good at flying trapeze yet, but Charlie does a lot of straps and hoop and silks and rope and all the all the other skills. Uh, uh, it's, flying's not a particular skill that everybody takes to. Some people sort of. Uh, I'm scared of heights. Some people. Yeah, that's uh, not Some help. people don't like the heights up on the platform, and uh, always becomes a problem for them. Other people are very comfortable. The idea is that you don't want to be people who are very cocky because cocky people are really, really to work yeah. with. Yeah, I think that's true of a lot of things. Tell actually. me about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they put you in danger because they, they're they not thinking. They just want to do, you know, the adrenaline junkies are very, yeah. very scary to work with. So. I bet. Um, listen, the good news is that you basically get your peak in this sport at the age of 76. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Mike and Charlie, legends. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. Have fun. This is a great show. Love the podcast. I've listened to quite a few so far since they passed me on to it, since your 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 producer put me on to it. I think you oh. produced the uh, sauce in the tent at Glastonbury and thought it might be fun. So. Amazing. Oh, mate. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. Take Cheers. Care. That is a great sport. Imagine still doing your sport at 76 and flying trapeze as well. I think inspiration is a word that's used too often in sport. Let's use it for, again. Let's, not, not for Mike, though. <laughs> that is incredible. The fact he keeps going and he adapts yeah. the way he does it. I trust him. To catch you? Yeah. I would. Just the way he was chatting then. I, I, I don't really like that kind of stuff. I get a bit scared of it. I'm not oh, really into it. I hate it. I, I trust um, Mike. I wouldn't trust Charlie. She no. doesn't feel like she's quite there yet, but no, Mike, I definitely trust. And I, and I think having a fear of heights possibly doesn't help. But I did like the idea that he doesn't like daredevils because if you are a daredevil, I guess the level of fear is good because it means you're going to be careful. Mm. More importantly, he loves the uh, pod, which Way. is uh, Sports Club Pod. Um, hello at averagesportsclub.com on email. Get in touch. It's lovely to hear from you. Yeah, especially if you've got a circus skill. What is oh. your circus skill? I can I can juggle three. Three balls. <laughs> That's not a joke. I can actually oh, juggle three sorry. things. Three so items. I was going somewhere. Nope. Yeah. Well, you are a clown. Oh, look at that. What episode are we on? And he's finally done a joke. Well done. See you next time. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Man.